This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 165 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today focuses on Boeing's continuing challenges from the 737 MAX safety scandal. Hello, everyone. Hope you're uh, hanging in there. We're coming up on our election, and uh, it's a pretty exciting time, a pretty turbulent time. Hope everybody is staying safe and healthy. Make sure you vote. Uh, it's important, and uh, it's an important time in our country to uh, sort of exercise our fundamental right to vote. Anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about Boeing and some of the challenges. Uh, recently, what I noticed and I heard was uh, European uh, regulators were getting ready to let the 737 go back up in the air, uh, the 737 MAX. Um, but nonetheless, I thought we should uh, look at some of the uh, recent activities. A uh, House report from the Transportation Committee came out uh, and wanted to talk about that. Before we get started, though, I wanted to welcome our new uh, sponsor, uh, Blue Umbrella. We're really glad to uh, welcome them as a sponsor. Uh, Blue Umbrella is a leader in due diligence, third-party risk management, and uh, let's hear from them real quickly. How are you managing your third-party compliance program? Is your technology vastly assisting you or getting in your way? Blue Umbrella, in concert with some of the largest, most sophisticated compliance programs in the world, has devised a user-friendly, customizable platform that automates tasks and seamlessly integrates with adjacent enterprise systems. Blue Umbrella has employed advanced technology, along with a healthy dose of common sense, to make sure that compliance professionals using status are able to focus on managing issues that arise, monitoring the health of their program, and proactively anticipating risks as a business partner. Curious? Contact us at blueumbrella.com for a quick demo. Okay, so let's go back to the Boeing uh, safety scandal. And uh, I consider Boeing the new poster child for corporate governance failures and misconduct. Move over Wells Fargo. General Motors, Volkswagen, Novartis, Siemens, and Walmart, and make room for uh, Boeing. Uh, like General Motors and its ignition switch scandal, uh, innocent consumers and passengers here were killed as a direct result of corporate governance failures and blatant misconduct. Boeing's uh, 737 MAX was rolled off the factory floor with the fanfare, great expectations for success, and the FAA approved the airplane for operation in 2017. It was supposed to be a new, modern, fuel-efficient airplane. No one ever expected the tragedy that would occur over a six-month period beginning in late 2018, specifically October 28, 2018, when the first 737 MAX crash occurred with a Lion Air flight in Indonesia. Six months later, March 10, 2019, Ethiopian Airlines crash. Uh, a total in both 
crashes of 346 innocent passengers were killed. Boeing is now subject to multiple investigations and lawsuits around the world. Uh, there are ongoing, uh, there's an ongoing criminal case, uh, I'm aware of that, a grand jury uh, investigation that is incur occurring right now. The 737 MAX uh, suffered these two significant crashes within a five-month, six-month period. The common component in both of the accidents was Boeing's new flight control feature, and that was called the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, or MCAS. Boeing developed the MCAS to address stability issues in certain flight conditions as a result of the plane's new, larger engines and their relative placement on the 737 MAX compared to an earlier 737 model. Shortly after the second crash, three days later on March 13, 2019, of, uh, three days after the Ethiopian Airlines crash, Boeing uh, of the Boeing MAX, the FAA grounded the 737 MAX following similar grounding orders in China, the EU, Canada, and others. Boeing argued that a simple software fix for the MCAS would allow the 737 MAX to return to surface, uh, service quickly. Unfortunately, the aircraft is still grounded because of newly discovered safety issues that have uh, been identified. Boeing is subject to shareholder derivative suits challenging its board oversight performance. If ever there was a case where a board violated Caremark and Ritter standards, uh, Boeing's board displayed an utter disregard for ensuring proper safety oversight and monitoring of safety controls. And Boeing shareholders recently filed a second more comprehensive complaint, a revised complaint, challenging the Boeing board for its faulty performance. The shareholders' lawsuit cites numerous internal company documents that demonstrate the board failed to exercise proper oversight over management and to respond specifically to MAX engineering problems. The plaintiffs in the lawsuit are uh, New York and Colorado public pension funds. According to the plaintiffs, uh, Boeing's board lacked an organized mechanism to uh, identify and track safety concerns. After the initial crash in October 2018, Boeing directors did not meet for nearly a month in an optional conference call. After the second crash, the board created an interim airplane safety committee, which held several meetings with sparse attendance by board members. The lawsuit alleges that the board was not briefed on any safety issues until weeks after the second uh, Ethiopian air crash. In response to these uh, two emerging safety concerns, Boeing's then-CEO, Dennis Muhlenberg, Muhlenberg, allegedly misled directors by insisting the Boeing 737 MAX was safe, and the board consciously disregarded Muhlenberg's failure to provide factual reports about the reasons for the crashes. The board passively failed to ask Muhlenberg any questions to test and verify his conclusory statements to the board. Adding to Boeing's challenges, the House Transportation Committee issued its long-pending investigation report. Uh, the picture painted in the report is not pretty. After an exhaustive 18-month investigation, uh, the House Transportation Committee concluded that there were multiple missed opportunities to ensure a safe MAX design and reverse flawed technical design criteria, as well as faulty assumptions about pilot response times and production pressures. The FAA also bears responsibility 
uh, for failing to adequately review and correct Boeing's MAX 737 errors and safety flaws, and the FAA failed in its oversight of Boeing and its certification of the aircraft. The 737 MAX crashes were not the result of a singular failure, technical mistake, or mismanaged event. Instead, the two horrific crashes were the culmination of a series of faulty assumptions by Boeing's engineers, a lack of transparency on Boeing's management, and grossly inefficient uh, inefficient regulation and oversight by the FAA. Boeing's uh, culture and safety performance continues to undermine its ability to move forward to regain the trust from regulators and the, and the public, uh, and as well as the aviation industry. And uh, the flying public has yet to indicate that they are in a, in a mode to trust, uh, yet again, Boeing, uh, in terms of its performance on the 737 MAX. Boeing really has to undergo transformative change, and all indicators of reform right now are sparse. Boeing appears to be moving slowly, but not so effectively to implement a real and substantial uh, revision of its culture uh, and the core of its culture and its operations. Uh, the House Transportation Committee report is a devastating document that indicts both Boeing and the FAA. The committee report identifies five central themes that I want to discuss real quickly that affected the design, development, and certification of the 737 MAX. First, Boeing production pressures. Boeing was under severe financial pressure to compete with Airbus's new A320 aircraft. These pressures included not only completing the design and manufacture of the MAX 37, but cutting costs and preventing any slowing of the 737 MAX production schedule. In numerous instances cited by the committee report, Boeing sacrificed safety to maintain production schedules and cut expenses. In one poignant example, in June 2018, Ed Pearson, a senior Boeing plant supervisor at a 737 MAX production facility, emailed the 737 general manager requesting a meeting concerning quote-unquote safety concerns. Mr. Pearson, the senior, senior plant supervisor, raised numerous issues about production and schedule pressures that were impacting quality control and safety issues. In a prophetic comment, Mr. Pearson stated that he was, quote, hesitant about putting my family on a Boeing airplane, close quote. Five weeks later, five weeks later, Mr. Campbell finally met with Mr. Pearson to discuss his concerns. Mr. Pearson stated that the military would halt production of the 737 MAX in response to the safety problems identified on the manufacturing floor. Mr. Campbell chastised Mr. Pearson's concerns by reminding him that the, quote, military is not a profit-making organization, close quote. Rather than responding to Mr. Pearson's safety concerns, Boeing ramped up production and took no steps to address Mr. Pearson's concerns. Three months later, the Lion Air flight in Indonesia crashed. The second area of discussion is the faulty design and performance assumptions. Boeing made several faulty assumptions about critical technologies, most significantly on the MCAS. Based on this faulty analysis, Boeing permitted MCAS, which is software designed to automatically push the airplane's nose down in certain conditions, 
to, va- to activate on input from a single angle of attack sensor, AOA sensor. Boeing also expected that pilots who were unaware that the system existed would be able to mitigate any potential malfunction. Boeing also failed to classify MCAS as a safety critical system, which would have affected greater FAA scrutiny during the certification process. And in addition, it would have required that the pilots be specifically trained on the MCAS system, which they were not and nor were they made aware of it and when and how the MCAS system would kick in. There also was cited by the House Transportation Committee a culture of concealment. On several occasions, Boeing withheld crucial information from the FAA, its customers, and 737 MAX pilots. This included concealing the very existence of MCAS from 737 MAX pilots and failing to provide adequate explanation for certain safety features. Boeing also failed to disclose internal test data concerning the operation of its MCAS system. So Boeing not only failed to disclose critical safety information, but continued to deliver MAX aircraft to its customers, knowing that it failed to disclose this important safety information. Finally, Boeing's influence over the FAA's oversight structure. The committee report details instances when FAA management overruled FAA staff determinations on safety issues at the urging and behest of Boeing officials. In these cases, FAA technical and safety experts determined that certain Boeing design approaches were unsafe and failed to comply with FAA regulations. Boeing was able to persuade FAA management to overrule the FAA staff security safety concerns, which ultimately compromised the integrity and independence of the FAA oversight and passenger safety. So Boeing still faces uh, significant challenges. We haven't seen really any evidence of a change in culture, change in safety approach. Uh, Boeing is obviously Uh, devoting efforts to getting uh, recertified to, um, you know, to get their uh, planes back up in the air. Uh, The EU is looking closely at uh, recertifying them. The FAA seems to be a little bit behind, uh, but uh, they have a pretty significant grounded um, number of uh, airplanes right now. Uh, But it's hard to see that the safety culture has changed uh, in any appreciable way. Uh, We'll have to see what evidence uh, Boeing puts forth, but uh, I have a feeling that the shareholder litigation will continue. And uh, I imagine until there's some real significant changes, uh, you know, we may not see uh, an improvement in performance. Uh, Safety issues are significant, obviously, with disastrous consequences. And you would think that Boeing would, uh, you know, trumpet sort of their reforms in this area. And we just haven't seen that. And uh, there's still the subject of a, there's an ongoing criminal investigation, and we're likely to see uh, some enforcement, more safety enforcement uh, actions related to that. So in any event, hope uh, you all stay healthy, uh, stay safe, stay in, con- stay in contact. Please vote, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. 
The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com. So